Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hey mamas, how are you? I am super excited to bring this episode to you today. This is a recording with Sarah Kalyle, who is the owner of Lenny, which is a nursing bra for moms. And this is just such an amazing episode because her journey and her story is just so inspiring. She is a mom of three herself, and she really saw a need for something that didn't exist in the postpartum period. And she went after that and created this business that she is now running and thriving with. So I hope this story inspires you and I hope that you get uh, everything that you need out of this episode and you listen along. So see you later, mamas. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. We are excited and happy to have you here today. So how about we start like we always do and have you introduce yourself. Thanks, Sarah. Um, well, my name is also Sarah, Sarah Kalyle, and I'm the founder of Lunny. I'm so excited to be here today. I am a mom to three girls under the age of four, or I should say four and a half. My oldest is four and a half. I have a two and a half year old and a seven month old. Um, and I created a brand around postpartum women and that experience and specifically invented a leak proof nursing bra based on my own experience with breastfeeding. So postpartum is uh, my business life. It is my personal life. It is everything right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that's so good to point out that like you are currently living this life right now. Like you are in that like under one year postpartum period and everything that comes with it. Plus you have two other kids. You had three under four. And yes. <laughs> so I'm sure like that all comes with something. And, you know, like specifically you are doing something that maybe like some moms sort of envision or dream of, of doing, but also like your real life experiencing it. So let's pull back years ago and go to your very first time being a mom and what that experience was like as you were entering motherhood for the first time. Yeah. So my first daughter I had at the age of 30 and actually I was kind of the first of my friends to have kids. So I didn't really have a lot of people close to me in my life. And I just remember bringing my daughter home and the shock of the postpartum experience. 
I was not prepared for, um, you know, how long the recovery would be from having vaginal birth. I was certainly not prepared for breastfeeding. I don't even think I bought one nursing bra. Like I just didn't even know that was a product that was needed. And I had done, you know, all the hospital classes ahead of uh, my daughter's birth. And, you know, I think we spent like five hours doing classes on just the birth. And then there was like one little 30 minute thing about breastfeeding and how to change your baby's diaper when you come home. And I just really felt that that like the education gap, there was such a big imbalance. And that kind of started my focus on postpartum. Two years later, I had my second daughter. It was July, 2020 pandemic baby. And I, I started feeling really that isolation even more with my second daughter, um, obviously given the circumstances of COVID. And I was basically a stay-at-home mom taking care of both my girls, no outside help. And I, I really just kind of got hyper-focused on the, this idea that there weren't post partum brands out there, that there's so much emphasis on the first nine months and maternity, which, you know, um, but there's such a gap in, in both products and support for moms. Um, and then specifically, I just got really hyper-focused on my nursing bra. For me, I had been wearing these just like big beige nursing bras for years. I didn't really like the style, didn't really care for them, but it seems like all of them sort of look the same. And then in addition to that, I was, um, had the issue of, of leaking constantly. So I was always wearing, um, both disposable pads or reusable pads in my bras. And, you know, when you go to nurse, they were falling out or they move around and they weren't getting the milk right. And I just thought like, why isn't there a bra that has built-in leak-proof pads? Like, this is so obvious. It must exist. Um, and I kept asking friends and looking online, being like, do you know something like this? Or do you have a nursing bra you like? And I kept hearing the same thing that everyone was like, oh, you know, I wear this brand, but it's okay. Um, and so I started getting kind of hyper on this road to figuring out and researching nursing bras. Um, and I sent a survey to friends about the pain points of nursing bras and what could be better. And within days I had over 300 responses wow. and that was really my light bulb moment. 84% of moms said they did not like their nursing bra. And for your listeners, because this is something I did not know before becoming a mom myself, if you are a breastfeeding mom or a pumping mom, you will wear a nursing bra 24 seven. Like this lives on your body because many moms leak at night and need something to wear pads. And it is an essential garment. Like you can actually use your FSA and HSA money on it. And so it's a really high impact thing. And to think that 84% of moms, like don't like what they're wearing. I just found that ridiculous. So I started going down on this path of creating the bra myself um, and didn't really set out to be an entrepreneur, but I was truly just a mom who felt a pain point and I didn't see anybody else making a solution. So I decided to go for it. Yeah, I think, you know, exactly like what you said. And probably there was such a huge response because it is like one of those things like you're just like, oh, well, this is the only option. So like, I guess this is what I'm wearing. And like everybody else is like wearing it. So this must be like what we're supposed to do. And I think, you know, a lot of them are like 
frumpy or like not like you like you don't feel like confident or playful or like like you want to feel and plus like on top of that you're dealing with like everything else postpartum so it's just like one of those things where like why are we wearing these things and we do have to wear them pretty much all day every day like when I would um, sleep at night with my first, I thought, well, when I had like night sweats, like postpartum night sweats. So like all that was going on. And then also my milk was like leaking and coming and going like all on my chest. And I was like, why am I so wet when I wake up? Like what is going on? And then there's always like the embarrassing, like your shirt is just like, like spots right where your nipples are just like wet because like you either didn't put like one of those disposable pads or even like the reusable ones and things like that in and it's just navigating all of that on top of like being new to everything else that comes with motherhood it's like the last thing that you want to deal with and so you're just like grabbing whatever product is kind of like (laughs) there So yeah, I can understand like why there was like such a response of like, yeah, like these are my pain points and, and why that like would have been something to really like want to get more into, like, why are we doing it this way then? Like, why isn't there another option? So yeah, like what other things were kind of like going on, like postpartum wise, like outside of maybe like nursing and such that really were kind of shocking for you, like going into the postpartum period? Yeah. Um, speaking back to the breastfeeding aspects, like for me personally, I just had no idea how much time, um, I would be spending on that, how it kind of controls your whole schedule with my first daughter. She wasn't gaining weight quite as quickly as the pediatrician would like. So I was doing that whole like triple feeding thing where you nurse your baby and then you pump right after, and then you give her a bottle pump milk. And it's like, like nonstop, nonstop. Um, and you know, my, when my second daughter came in 2020, um, we really, because I was at home because of the pandemic, like we didn't really give her bottles that often. So she became a baby that became entirely dependent on me, you know, partially our own fault for not introducing bottles soon enough, but that just like controls your whole schedule and your whole day and being able to make sure you can never be apart from your baby for more than a couple hours. And with my third baby, I set out, I was like, no, we're going to do bottles. Like we're going to, you know, make it work. And nope, nope. She was my first baby. She had colic for the first three months and just refused a bottle, refused. And when you are a parent dealing with those colic screams for hours and hours on end, like I just would throw her on my boob because that's you know, I was desperate and I wasn't about to wait to heat up a bottle of milk. So unfortunately I'm dealing with the same dependency with my third baby. Um, but you know, I, I'm now an entrepreneur, I have my own company. And so I am able to kind of dictate my schedule around that. Um, so I do have that flexibility, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think going into new motherhood, you don't really know what to expect from breastfeeding. Cause you don't, you have no idea. Like is, is it right? body? Are you going to produce enough milk? Are you going to have the schedule and the accommodations to be able to do it? Um, 
And for me, fortunately, I, I was able to produce and I, I was able to make it work. I wanted to make it work, but I certainly feel for women and just looking at different things in society for women who want to breastfeed that aren't necessarily afforded those, you know, very necessary structural things. I like time in the day to do it or a place to put pump milk or to be with their baby. Um, so it's definitely uh, made me much, much more aware of how the policies are just not there to really yeah. fully um, allow moms to breastfeed who want to. And of course, there's a million reasons why formula is great and works for babies and moms. And like, I'm all about fed is best. Um, but this is just, I'm just talking from my own personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think, you know, there is, I would say like, maybe because I'm like more involved with it, I do see like change and like those things coming into situations. But I think a lot of it is like awareness. Like when I was, you know, working in an office and started uh, my maternity leave and then coming back and pumping and everything, it was really kind of like, new for my company to have to set up a room that we could pump in. And they were kind of like, you tell us like what you need. Cause like, we don't know. And so it was kind of like figuring out there was a couple of us that were all nursing and going into this room, but like it started with the one that was like three months before me. And she was kind of like, okay, we need like a fridge to store our milk. Like we need like enough space, maybe a comfortable place to sit, you know, like lighting. <laughs> like We don't want to sit like in a, a closet in the dark or something and have to pump or like on a toilet and stuff like that. So it was really kind of like, we had to advocate for ourselves and say like what we needed in those spaces. And so like, I hope like bringing more awareness to all of that really starts to shift the environment for moms that are wanting to breastfeed and everything that comes with that. <laughs> A hundred percent. After my first daughter was born, I did go back to an office and unfortunately, like they, there was just no setup for pumping. And so we had like office space was being remodeled. So there was like one conference room that my boss was like, okay, you can like book it if it's free to pump in. And it's like this glass office, which, you know, wasn't going to work. So I often was pumping, um, in the bathroom and, to be honest, I did not even know that it was wrong. And I don't want to necessarily fault my employer because I think it's really an education gap. And especially mm -hmm. as a new mom, like you're so worried about a million little things. And like, you've already been up like for four hours before you even get to the office. And like, there's so much anxiety there that it is difficult sometimes to advocate your, for yourself. But I totally agree. I think even within the past few years, I've seen a lot more normalizing of moms. Um, there's like the pump act that, um, went through legislation. So it's definitely an improving and I'm really excited to see that. Um, and I certainly wish I had more awareness as a new mom to even know what to ask for and what I needed. Yeah. So what really kind of propelled you down a path and was that like maybe pivoting point of going from just like hitting a pain point, chatting with friends until actually thinking like, whoa, like I can make something out of this and like I can be an entrepreneur, like I can really go down this path. 
Yes. So when I had the idea and sent that survey out, it was January, 2021. Um, I live in Ohio. It's like the dead of winter. I haven't seen people in months. Like my mind is going crazy. And on top of that, um, my youngest was five months old at the time. So it really just became this outlet. And because I had such this big response, um, on that initial survey, I thought, why don't I take these like 300 women and like bring them along for the ride with me and like figure out how to make the best bra. So I always describe Lunny as a community led brand because this community really became first before the bra itself. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not crafty. I'm not a sewer. My mom is. So I started shipping her materials and she helped hack a bra and we were doing snail mail. She lives in California where I grew up and we hacked this like Frankenstein. <laughs> I called a Frankenstein bra because it didn't really resemble anything a woman would wear. It was not polished, but it gave the concept of like what would wearing a nursing bra with a built-in leak proof layer, like feel like, look like. And so I just started asking moms in my neighborhood to say, Hey, will you try this on and give me feedback? And I literally had like a little pink bag that I would drop off with the bra and send a little Google survey and get their feedback and photos. Um, and then a couple months into doing that in March, I entered a pitch competition through an organization called the female founder collective. Um, it's co-founded by Rebecca Minkoff, who's a fashion designer and, you know, circumstances of the pandemic, like it was a virtual pitch, but I literally like was pitching some of the biggest female CEOs, my idea from my daughter's playroom. And I won the competition and I won grant money from that. And that was like my, oh crap moment. I was like, ah, now I actually have to do it. Like <laughs> I can't let these people down. Like they even gave me money. So from there, I was able to partner with a small manufacturer in Columbus, Ohio. And we basically took my prototype and made it an actual product. So over the course of a year, I went through six prototypes to perfect it. And every prototype, I was hustling it around town again, having moms try it on, tweaking it. And then um, finally nailed this design to make a really beautiful, chic, flattering bra. Um, it's super soft. It has like a much deeper V neckline than most nursing bras. So it doesn't actually like pop up through your clothes and you don't have to wear nursing pads. It's super functional. Um, I actually filed two patents on it. Like it is very unique. There is nothing like it on the market. I launched it in March of 2022. Um, and at that time I was pregnant with my third daughter um, and then a month later, I entered another really big pitch competition that was local to my area. And I won that. I won a $50,000 grant. And I went ahead and sold out of the bras because it was just moms loved it. And it was all word of mouth. I did it with zero marketing dollars because I had created this community and women who are really invested in this idea and along for the ride. And if they didn't need a nursing bra anymore, they were telling their friends about it, which was really cool. So yeah, it's, it was really cool. Um, I had my third daughter in June, like it actually was perfectly timed because I was out of inventory over the summer and then come fall, I restocked and kind of have picked back up. And yeah, I think, you know, I, like I said before, I didn't really set out on this like big grand plan. It's kind of just been one step in front of the other, but 
I really saw the market need. I saw how much excitement there was around it. And for me, like as a mom, I was just really create craving having a community again, even if it was virtual during the pandemic. Um, and so it has allowed me to connect with other moms, other women in a really meaningful way. Um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, I keep moving forward. It's like really crazy now with, with three little girls. Um, and I'm, I'm still finding that, you know, balance if that even exists. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's been really cool journey and I'm hoping, um, to continue with product development to add other bras, like specific pumping bras and camisoles mm. using that same leak proof technology. Oh, that's so exciting. Cause right now it's just two, right? There's a black and a like pink. Yes. It's the same okay. design. It comes in a soft, a soft pink and a black. Yes. Yeah. That's so exciting to like, think of like other products and really, you know, like what it could come to and be and everything. And I think, you know, it is something that like, we have to really just like one step at a time because like, we don't know where things are going to go, but we can like hope for outcomes and things and such. And so like, I think, you know, that's a, a great approach to do. It. And I think that helps with that balance. I think having a perspective of really just saying like, we're taking this one step at a time. Like I'm, you know, living a full life. I got my three kids and obviously like you're prioritizing that, but then this is also something that you're pursuing and prioritizing. So I think, you know, that balance comes with the experience and, and just moving forward with all that. So it's awesome to see how that's progressing for, for you. Absolutely. I mean, I always say motherhood is my superpower. Like as truly nuts as it is to launch a company during this stage of motherhood, like I assure you, I don't sleep that much. Um, and I'm not like proud of that. Like I wish, I wish it was different, but, um, in due time, um, as crazy as it is to be at this point in motherhood, trying to be an entrepreneur, like it truly does put things in perspective. And I think, you know, the version of me before I was a mom, like, you know, I would have hyper analyzed everything. I would have never launched until everything was like picture, picture, perfect. But as a mom, you know, you have to prioritize things and there's like really only so much time in the day. And, you know, part of it and probably part of it, just being older and having more confidence and just like, really, you know, I, I, I think I have this great product. I am um, other moms do too, but like, I can't worry so much because at the end of the day, like my three daughters are really what matters most to me. Um, and you know, of course there comes mom guilt on times that I'm working and they're kind of like, mom, what are you doing? Come do this. I'm like, ah, I just I have to finish up a few things. Um, and that's hard, but I really try to use, um, my journey as an entrepreneur as a teaching moment for them and be really open and share what's going on. Like, it's cool when they like come with me to the post office and we ship off a bunch of bras or like when I won those pitch competitions, they like grasp that to a point, but they also see like times when I'm down and say like, Oh, mommy, like thought things were going to go this way, but they didn't. And like, that's okay. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out a better solution. And, you know, of course they're so young, they pick up on, you know, so, <laughs> you know, bits and pieces, but it, I, I do think they are seeing, um, you know, value in, in working hard and working towards a dream and what that means. So, um, 
I have to remind myself of that a lot when I feel the mom guilt as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that, you know, like I talk about often, like I work full-time as a mechanical engineer and like, I'm also like pursuing this and like doing all of these things that like, I feel, you know, like called to do. And, you know, my daughter sees like bits and parts and my son, like he's only one, um, they go to daycare all day, but like when I'm with them, I'm with them. And like, I think that's what's important too. And just making sure like they know that you are like fully there and invest it. And also like they see that passion that you have for the things that you're doing when you leave them. Because I think like, that's just something to be like, so aware of. And um, if you're, you know, choosing to leave to go do other things that are on your heart, like, it's not, you know, taking away from the love that you have for them or, you know, like what you're doing with them. Um, so I think, yeah, like having, again, like that perspective is just something that's like so needed. And like, obviously there's situations that sometimes like we have to do work in um, order to provide for our family in different ways. But I think if we can start dreaming and allowing ourselves to see maybe like a different possibility or um, different options or finding that fulfillment in the work that we do, it makes that balance a little bit easier too. A hundred percent. Well said. I think, you know, sometimes we forget that like all types of women become moms, right? Like just because we're moms does not mean we're wired the same. We certainly have a lot in common in loving our kids, but like, you know, I have friends that totally thrive being stay-at-home moms. Like they love it. They love being at home like that. It, they're in their zone. And I think I realized for myself after my second daughter, I was like, I don't like, I don't think I'm thriving. Like, I don't think this is for me. And that was, that was hard to admit to myself, because I think oftentimes being a stay-at-home mom is um, positioned as being a privilege, which it absolutely is. But it's also very, very hard work. People really underestimate the amount of work um, that stay-at-home moms do. And so I think when I was able to recognize with that within myself and allow myself to pursue a passion outside of motherhood, even though like my business is very motherhood related, um, it changed everything for me. And it really, it made me a better mother. Like you said, it made me so much more present in the moments that I am with my kid. And I, I don't feel as burnt out as I did before. So all of that to say, if people are listening and you kind of feel like you have that burn or passion within you, but kind of question the timing, like hopefully my story can help provide just one small example of, of a way that it can be done. It's hard but it can be done. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, what would you say like outside of everything that we already said, or if there's anything additionally that you want to give to a mom that is in that like newly postpartum period, or maybe she's still pregnant and she's listening to this and she's trying to grasp like what that transition is going to be like, what would you say to her? Yeah. Um, grace giving yourself a lot of grace, there's a huge learning curve. I thought there was a huge learning curve when I became a first time mom. And then even having multiple kids, like there's new learning curves with balancing, you know, siblings and just the amount of, you know, work and the 
bedtime routines at night. Oh my gosh, the bedtime, it's just like a two hour extravaganza. <laughs> um, so yeah, just giving yourself a lot of grace and, you know, it's, I always struggled, of course, for asking for help. And it has like taken until my third daughter for me to really be like more unapologetic about asking for help. I wish I was, I had learned that sooner for myself, but, um, you know, we're really not meant to do this alone. And, um, yeah, if you, you don't have people in your personal circle that are there with you that are having babies at similar ages, like the biggest thing is just to get involved in your community. If you can, like I, I met all of my friends who have kids at the same age through my local library going to story time. Um, and if before doing that, um, I, I mean, I literally knew new, no one. Um, and so that has been very transformative and sometimes it can be hard to put yourself out there. So I guess that was a lot of different things, but I think just the importance of having other moms and friendships, um, that you can relate to and rely on makes a big difference in the motherhood experience. Yeah, I completely agree. So where can we find you? Where are you at either on social media or, you know, what's the website? Where can we get one of your bras? Like what is all of that information? Yes. So the website is lunny.com. It's L U N N I E. I get questions a lot. Like, what does that even mean? I, it's just a mashup of my daughter's nicknames. So I have a, a Lucy and Anna and a Jane, and we call them Lulu, Annie and Janie. The Jane came along after the name, but that's okay. It's lunny.com. Um, my Instagram is just at lunny and yeah, I've, if you're on TikTok, I'm on TikTok at lunny hive is, that's a whole interesting thing. Um, so yeah, but my main channels are my website and Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing, you know, like a little behind the scenes, like personal side of the brand and, um, just telling us like all about your journey of entering motherhood. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for having such important conversations with other women about this, because it's, it's, you know, it makes such a difference on having these open, honest conversations, especially for women who don't have people close in their lives that are going through, um, you know, a similar time in motherhood. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. It's, it's something that's definitely a passion of mine and something that I really enjoy doing. So <laughs> amazing. And while being a mechanical engineer, even, yeah. even more. <laughs> Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's do this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.